Welcome, foolish mortals, to Slice of Disney. I am your host, your podcast host. (laughs) Kindly step all the way in, please, and make room for everyone. There's no turning back now. Our podcast begins here in this introduction, where you hear my spooky voice as we continue our journey into this attraction's history as it appeared in its corruptible, mortal state. This week on Slice of Disney, The Haunted Mansion, Part 2. <laughs> when hinges creak in doorless chambers, and strange and frightening sounds echo through the halls, whenever candlelights flicker, where the air is deathly still, that is the time when ghosts are present, Practicing their terror with ghoulish delight. Welcome to Slice of Disney, an awesome Disney theme park podcast. I am your host, Kelly Washington, Disney-obsessed enthusiast and real-life Tinkerbell. I am your co-host, Will Luntz, occasional Disney-goer and real-life spooky pirate. <laughs> He's trying to get a reaction out of me, and I ain't giving him um, red beard. <laughs> so, oh my God, I am more excited than normal. I am here with one of my favorite human beings ever, Will, in person. Yeah, and I'm like mildly enthused. Hi, Will. Hey. Hey, Will. Um, this is the first of a series of a couple of podcasts that we're going to be able to record in person again before we go back to our zoom um, womp womp because one of us is traveling across the country yes uh, i'm headed back to los angeles where i live and have not lived for a couple of months but i'm traveling back and i got to stop <gasps> we are having to hold for a train right now this is so exciting yeah, I guess. It's I mean, re- we're not really holding for a train if you're going to make it part of the episode. Well, it might be. I have to I have to share it because we are in Marceline, Missouri, the hometown of Walt Disney. We are. And, you know, you want to know why he loved trains so yeah. much? It's because there's one that goes by every 30 like, minutes or yeah, so. You're going to, you might, we might have to pause again. There is the Santa Fe Railroad that runs right through Marceline, Missouri. So we are on that we are staying on main street usa we are and we will have more about that in coming episodes yes but i'm very excited to be in person with will and we are recording this from walt's hometown so it's all kinds of special going on and even more special we're getting back to my favorite thing we are it's fun we we knew early on that we wanted to do a second part around like eight million parts <laughs> right but we knew that specifically we wanted to do another one around uh halloween time and so this is kind of a special halloween episode um where we're going to get into the second part of our haunted mansion stories we ended last time with us getting in to the stories that were the original ideas for the haunted mansion will cut me off so rude And so we decided to make it its own episode. Then as I continued to get more time to research, which is dangerous. Yeah, sorry about that, guys. (laughs) I was like, oh, my God, we could make each one of these stories its own episode. But we're not going to do that. We're going to keep it moving. Yeah, so I think that that was kind of the ultimate, like, the big thing about this ride is that, you know, we talked about this in the first episode. It's the ride that they couldn't really figure out until they did, and it became a classic. Um, And... 
you know, that's part of it. That's what we're going to be getting into today is like all the different attempts to have a different narrative, trying to figure out, all right, well, we know we want something spooky, but what does that look like? Um, what what can we do? And there was a lot of different creative attempts at it. And some oh, of them are super interesting. And we're going to go through those. Um, and, you know, you guys can decide if you think that uh, one of those would be a fun ride to go on or if you like Connor Mansion the way it is. I have to pause really fast. I was staring at the screen watching you instead of watching you right here. That's really funny. Because I'm so used to it. And yeah, then yeah. I got really excited and started like giggling to myself because like, he, he, he's here. I can see you. You're such a weirdo. <laughs> Before we get into the stories, I want to piggyback on what you were saying, Will, and kind of go into the origin of where this storytelling came from and what inspired all of this because Walt Disney was an extraordinary storyteller he couldn't just stop at creating convincing representations of a place in his park there had to be an associated backstory no matter what it was I think that kind of thirst for stories uh I think probably developed at a very early age yeah it did these are the days before Disneyland we're not going to go quite back to his Marceline days that's for the future but we are going to talk about a time where late Monday nights, the National Broadcast Company would air a radio show called The Railroad Hour, which seems like the most fitting name for something Walt would be into. <laughs> for sure. He loved railroads. He loved hours. Which was a weekly series of comedies and dramas starring Gordon McRae, an entertainer popular in the 40s and 50s. Um, and he was successful from his stage, screen, and the radio. Walt was so impressed with this radio show that for Christmas in 1949, he decided to collab with them and do a live performance of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs That's on cool. the radio show. Have you ever heard that old story about uh, hmm, War of the Worlds? No. So it was like they did a radio drama of War of the Worlds. And it's funny because they didn't like... It was a radio drama, so people could just turn, turn it on whenever, and War of the World is about alien invasions. And so there were like were allegedly people that were like just tuning in in the middle of it and being like, oh my god, what's going on? <laughs> what? I assume not quite the same with this uh, with this Snow White and the Seven yeah, Dwarfs like, story. Why are all these birds singing? Who knows? <laughs> Why is that person called Dopey? That doesn't seem very nice. Anyways. So, this one's so sleepy. Radio dramas are interesting, and so I, it doesn't surprise me that Walt would have would have found them super interesting, too. And he loved it so much. And I think that the Radio Hour really enjoyed working with him. So in, in July of 1952, when Walt is in, you know, knees deep in creating Disneyland, Mick Ray came to him and he's like, hey, I got this idea for the Pirate of New Orleans. Ooh. I like it. Walt was pretty into it. It was a it was an operatic telling of a Southern ghost story. I, I, that sounds delightful. I know. And you can check it out. We can put it in our show notes so you can listen to it. And something there's that's... There's a radio... There's like an internet archive of like all of the different radio stories, including this one. Yes. Uh, we actually want to play a little clip for you of the introduction into this episode of The Railroad Hour. You might notice the voice in the beginning to be particularly familiar to Haunted Mansion fans. Thank you, Marvin Miller, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Well, sir, we have a brand new operator for you tonight. Dorothy Warren Show will be the unforgettable Suzanne, and I shall be Jean Lafitte, the Pirate of New Orleans. Uh... 
There's a walking, talking, singing ghost Who wanders round your French town Who was that? So that was Thurl Ravenscroft. Thurl Ravenscroft, if I've ever heard a D&D name, <laughs> that's that one. Uh, he is the lead singer in the Haunted Mansion's Graveyard Band. Oh, that's cool. Yes. You can, I mean, once you know that, I feel like it's absolutely undeniable. But I think that's so neat. Again, the worlds are blending together. Sure. It's all about who you know. <laughs> yes, apparently. And if you know Walt Disney, your life's going to be pretty good. Yeah. And so I don't know if this was the exact reason why Walt you know, got so excited about combining pirates and combining ghost stories because he always did have uh, another obsession because he had a lot uh, with New Orleans and, you know, with that Southern pirate aesthetic. He seemed to have this long, you know, this long love of pirates. So it's pretty cool that, you know, his Disney, his precious Disneyland has these things. Right. And that kind of makes sense. And I think that that's all to get to, like, if you're familiar with the layout and where Haunted Mansion is, it's in New Orleans Square. Um, and I think that really inspired sort of where the first narrative ideas kind of came from for this. And, and I think now is probably a good time to get into those. Yeah. They were working on Pirates at the same time. So some of this bleeds in together. And they were hoping maybe to combine these two. And maybe some of these characters are in both. So we're, the first major story, which was the first story Ken Anderson came up with, which we talked about in the beginning of the end of the last episode, <laughs> um, was the story of Captain Gore. The whole idea was that off to the side of New Orleans Square, and even in the old maps, this was illustrated, was going to be not too far from the Pirates exhibit, they were going to build the home of the cunning Bartholomew Blackbart Roberts. And Bartholomew Roberts was far too plain of a name for such a chilling, scary, ghost story character. So Ken decided to call him Gore. So he became Captain Bartholomew Gore. And he was the cruelest pirate to ever sail the Spanish main. Now, something that's really crazy to me that I don't know if you actually know this, Will, but Bartholomew Roberts is a real pirate. Oh, that's cool. I did not know that. <laughs> so in re- I didn't either. And I was like, wait, what? I just thought they were like throwing out names and Bartholomew sounded scary to them or something. And people focus a lot on these other pirates that you get to see in Pirates of the Caribbean. But John Roberts, Bartholomew Roberts, this pirate, he, he was extremely successful. Oh, really? Yeah, he's one of the most successful pirates. and well, I he feel was... bad for not knowing him. I'm I know, sorry. right? Yeah. Sorry, Roberts, who... Bart. Who, I think, died in 1722. So <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast, one, you're probably shocked by technology. Also, two, reach out to us. <laughs> yeah. uh, I would love to have you on. <laughs> totally down to have a ghost guest. Mm-hmm. Um, and he served under Lafayette, which we've... If you listen to our Pirates of the Caribbean episode... We're going to talk a lot about that guy because he's real important in New Orleans Square. For sure. But for this purpose, they were like, Roberts doesn't sound scary enough. Now it's Gore, Captain Gore. Who also sometimes, according to Ken Anderson, was named Gideon Gorlou. So this is all the same character. He has many names, but in most pictures of him, he's illustrated as a pirate with red hair and a red beard. 
Oh, no. What did I say at the beginning of this episode? Oh, no. Here's a question. Would you consider, I know know that Haunted Mansion is in New Orleans Square. Would you consider it part of, like in your head, do you, like, is it tied to that? Because for me, I don't. I think of it as its own separate entity. But with this story, the reason I'm asking is because with this story, they had a very close tie-in. And you could see how this would be very much a part of that same feel. And it would kind of tie in New Orleans Square, Pirates, and this Haunted Mansion side. You know, I consider Haunted Mansion I consider Haunted Mansion to be its own entity of special place for me. It's I think most people it, do. Yeah, it's not is, really connected reason. to everything. The, you know, Southern Gothic look of it definitely feels like it bleeds into New Orleans, but it definitely feels like it's off the beaten path of New Orleans. Yeah, and I think that's what we're going to see here is like this these original story ideas. This one and some of the ones we'll get to um, later, too, all kind of still have that same tie directly into New Orleans. Um, but as they continue to develop, they start to branch out with some ideas, too. So, But let's not get ahead of it, ourselves. It actually kind of fits exactly what you said. So... Anderson proposed this backstory for Captain Gore. It was going to be that this pirate who had, you know, had a ton of success, gotten really rich, he decided to build a massive mansion in New Orleans, but he didn't want to be known as a pirate anymore. He wanted to be a good guy, or so he says. A real stringer bell. (laughs) Yes. I don't know what that means. I know you don't. (laughs) That's rude. (laughs) <laughs> for my wire fans out there oh no you get that you get that now i have to be embarrassed that i haven't seen the wire um <laughs> before i get too much into the gore story i actually want to take a step back because there was another version of anderson's story where he had the captain drown at sea slash also in the same alternative backstory he was a brave sea captain who was great at sea and they got home and drowned in his bathtub so he bummer. drowned but like two different versions of that you can leave the sea but the sea won't leave you <laughs> his name was Captain Culpepper Klein and in these early ideas of maybe it was going to be Culpepper um, he discussed these ideas directly with Walt Disney and it was still going to be this vicious sea captain and then he got in a fit of rage killed his wife ultimately the mariner didn't make it into the main storyline, but he still pops in in different places in the Haunted Mansion. Back to Gore, though. Captain Gore. Still on the sea. Still sea captain. Because, again, I well, I think that that beginning story we told really says a lot that we weren't going to let go of this pirate idea. Mm-mm. So the original backstory that Anderson proposed to Walt Disney is that Captain Gore uh, was this pirate who was done pirating and he decided to marry his young woman Priscilla and she felt like something was a little fishy about him and went no I swear to god that pun hey oh my god I didn't even realize how funny I am I'm so funny (laughs) Uh, keep going he I'm so proud of myself um and she was able to discover he was a bloodthirsty pirate yeah but Gore did not want Priscilla nope. to share his real identity, so he killed her. Yeah. But then he was, like, so upset and, like, was getting haunted and stuff because he was a murderer. Mm-hmm. So then he killed himself. That's right. What a fun family ride. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And so the actual ride aspect of this was going to be more of a walk through kind yeah. of guided tour, which we've 
I think alleged, uh, alluded to a little bit, but as you know at this point, there's no omni movers yet. We have not gone in, into any vehicles whatsoever. So at this point, both the pirate museum and the haunted house were going to be walkthroughs, and ultimately, that is the thing that deterred Disney, uh, Walt Disney, from opening these too early because he really just hated this walkthrough idea. But the original idea was you were going to be going through a walkthrough. So you'd see the exterior of the house, and before you would enter, you would start in a courtyard where guests were going to be able to see this woman being grabbed by a very hairy hand away, which is like that. But pay attention to that hairy hand. Yes, this will come back later. Hairy hands are very important to the original stories of the Haunted (laughs) Mansion. One thing they were like, we have to have a hairy hand. Pirates, most likely we need to have it. Doesn't the Adams family have a pet hand? It does. Uh, They do. The thing. And then guests are going to, once guests are going to enter the mansion, they're going to enter a very scary gallery, which you may see in the queue line today. (laughs) Yeah. And I think they had like a lot of different like changing portraits. Um, Again, then you might be able to see the hands in different areas. You're just kind of like, it's kind of giving you this eerie off-putting feel. Yeah. You don't feel good there. Something's up. Mm -hmm. Then now that you're really like, kind of frazzled we're going to introduce a secret hallway hidden behind a bookcase and this is where we are going to encounter the evil captain gore at his table plotting his next cruel scheme and looking over a treasure map even though he's supposed to be over pirating hmm Hmm. seems suspect if you ask me it does um would you have a hidden secret passageway in your house oh yeah totally all right, cool. I, Just checking. The movie Clue is one of my favorite movies. Right. So, But at the same time, hidden quietly upstairs in the attic is the innocent bride, Priscilla. And she happens to open, there was this chest, this treasure chest that Gore had said you can never touch. So what do you do when you're told you're not supposed to touch something? You don't touch it. What? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm a rule follower. <laughs> my bad <laughs> captain gore over here with this red beard exactly so what we're what we're seeing here is like we're seeing the story play out in a couple of different scenes yes um she opens it he finds out he goes into a fit of rage um he has not buried her yet even though in some versions he buries her in the walls of the chimney Ugh. Then we enter what is like the most epic scene of the ride at this point, where it's going to be this huge pirate ship with all these ghostly figures. It was apparently there was some voodoo going on in there. So I guess this would kind of be like the ballroom scene, maybe. No, maybe not. I feel because, like I mean, it's, the big graveyard scene is the big epic scene in the actual. There's so many epic scenes in the actual ride yeah, of the yeah. Haunted Mansion. I think this reminds me of the in Pirates of the Caribbean, the fight sure, okay. with the big ship. That makes sense. I think that was what it was kind of modeled after. Mm-hmm. So we see that, and then we go into his bedroom where he is being tormented by ghosts from the pirates of his past that he has killed. Oh, that's tough. I know. And so he's like being, you know, probably like, I'm sure it was like an animatronic, like working up a sweat or something. And we, then we see Priscilla at the foot of the bed and her footsteps. And that's really what gets him. It reminds me a lot of Scrooge. Okay. Go on. Why? Because like the ghosts of your past. And like sure. I guess this is where they're supposed to teach you a lesson. Okay. Do you think he learned that lesson? Um Yes, I think he did. No, that's so good of you. <laughs> I have a good heart. Maybe it's because it's you. finally you're gonna get a glimpse through a window of a graveyard scene outside where we're gonna see pirates one last time coming out of the graves 
very reminiscent of the graveyard scene you see in the Haunted Mansion of sure. all the ghosts going up the scrim as you go down into the graveyard. Which leads us to the last room where it's this furnished room and then there's no ceiling and there's Gore dead. Killed Hanging. himself. Yeah, he hung himself. Mm. I that to me is such a strange thing they held on to all the way into conception. It also just really feels like obviously this isn't the one they went with for a reason so like i'm not it's it's silly to poke holes in their story idea if it wasn't the final version and this is just a concept but like it feels like you're really leaving on kind of a downer like he it ends with us seeing his wife's lifeless body stuffed into a, a treasure chest yeah so Ooh. Eh, i can see why maybe this yeah one let's the get one out with. of there yeah they tried another version of the gore story i won't get too into maybe i can bring it back another day <laughs> talk more but um it's kind of the same story but instead um the captain has already killed himself and now a butler is going to be giving us a tour his name is Beauregard and it turns out that Beauregard was actually Bartholomew Mm -hmm. disguised as a butler and and isn't it like at one point Beauregard gets like got by the hairy hand and then we get like a different tour guide or something yeah, it's a little confusing, and... They tried to make the Gore storyline work for a little while. Yeah, at the end of this one, you would hear, Ding dong Dell, Priscilla's in the well. Who threw her in? The wicked captain. Yikes. <laughs> so another another kind of downer uh, to end on. Right? <laughs> but like somehow a happy song. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, what? <laughs> yeah. So while they're trying to make this one work, while they're trying a couple different uh, alternate versions of it, they're also developing some other ideas too. Yes. This one seemed to stick more as they thought this really was going to be the idea of the haunted mansion. It was called Bloodmere Manor. And I love the concept because it's, it's like we took, we bought a house didn't do enough research our bad it's haunted but we brought the whole thing here from new orleans and so uh it's here um have fun yep a hundred year old mansion they were trying to fix it up to make it something the construction workers would work with it during the day and at night all of what they had done had been destroyed and that was a cycle that just kept going so you kind of get the feel with this idea it's kind of alluding more into those themes of the winchester house right yes. the one where it's like their constant construction going on and oh a curse i didn't even think it. about that wow you're so smart i know i'm good at i'm good at the uh tying themes together <laughs> not good at the specifics that's you um <laughs> but yeah so you're kind of getting that that inspiration here on this one yeah uh the bloodmere family is still a walkthrough and the group is going to meet outside on the front porch for some reason, this was really important. Again, we see a woman being grabbed by a very hairy arm out of a window. Then once we get into the house, it was going to be about a group of 40 people being led first by Walt Disney's voice. That's cool. I don't know if I think that's cool. Why not? Sorry, Walt. I know like you could be here. <laughs> Why not? I, I don't know. Like I feel like something's kind of eerie about it or it's too cheerful like if you're like wow it's walt and i'm in a haunted house like it doesn't quite match the rest of the tone okay that's fair for me sure so walt goes on and tells you the story about how this house was built in the 1800s and they brought it to disneyland to make some improvements because 
I guess they're going to be a construction company now and just make improvements to old mansions. But after the mysterious disappearance of a Disneyland carpenter, um, the project was completely abandoned. But they decided that guests can still explore it by way of a butler. Uh, Did you ever go into, like, as a kid, like houses that were being built like they were being constructed and like go explore them while they're like only with my family um my uncle was a builder oh, and cool. my uh my grandfather was a builder so in that respect yes but outside of that i did not did you yeah i played paintball in one one what? time yeah it was a lot that of fun. feels not nice yeah to i don't think it was great. i don't house. know why we did that <laughs> actually i think it was a friend's uh how like his parents were building the house and so i think we like had the approval of it now that i think back on it shout out to uh norman butler but um <laughs> but uh i i don't remember specifically so um what well, was norman butler this butler i don't think so um i do think <laughs> i do think it's kind of interesting because it is like well construction is down but if you guys want to explore go for it yeah, but you're going to have a guide. You're not up to your own right, devices right, right, right. to explore this mansion. So you're going to enter this mansion. There's a really, really dark hallway. And there's going to be this dark figure that shakes this really large chandelier above you. Very eerie. Gives a really demonic laugh and then just disappears. Mm, Still wanting like to that. give you that like shaken feeling that the gore story gave you. But in this one, you're going to be comforted by a butler. And he's going to be like, oh, like, you know, just be careful. And then suddenly this hairy arm is going to reach out and try and grab this butler. And he, like, shoes it away or, you know, freaks out. And then he's like, oh, don't mind it. Just stay clear of the walls. That's fun. Yes. That feels like something that you would see in, like, an actual, like, in, like, a haunted house now. Like, one of those thrill haunted house attractions. someone's going to, like, jump out at you. But they're like, go make sure you stand clear of the door or the walls. Yeah, like where like the hands will come out from the wall. And this hand, I want to give side note, it has a character name. It's Harry the Arm. I figured. <laughs> Which we've Very had this original. hairy arm as a theme going on through both storylines. So we gave him a name. It's Harry the Arm. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to, we say bye to Harry the Arm and we enter a gallery again. Basically, have you played Yahtzee? Like the dice game? Yeah. Yeah. So you know how you like put the dice in a cup and you shake them up and you roll it out and you see what you get? Mm-hmm. Feels like that's kind of what they were doing with these. They had a bunch of oh, ideas. Yeah. They put them in a thing. They're like, mm, throw them out. All right. Well, we now this time we got hair of the arm. We got a gallery, but we have a butler that's taking through. And instead of a sea captain, we have a house that we brought and it's haunted. Yes. And they expand on the gallery a little bit. And, you know, we have the spooky and the changing um, pictures, but now the eyes can follow you. Mm, I love that. And if you've written the Haunted Mansion, maybe all of these things still exist. Yeah. It seemed at one point after we get out of the gallery and we're entering the manor that one of the things that was talked about was then you would enter Gore's house and it'd be a walkthrough of his story and then you would see all of this in a different light. But they again, they, they, but they just wanted to abandon that idea. So instead, it was going to be the idea of the Bloodmore family. And they were throwing a huge party for their daughter who was getting married. Unfortunately, there was this huge tragedy at the house that occurred during the wedding. And numerous people died. Oh, no. The um, uh, a Disney historian, Jim Corcus, says the supreme tragedy of the house occurred while the Blood family was hosting numerous friends on the eve of the real life wedding of their beautiful daughter. An event too horrible to mention 
prevented the wedding, and it was rumored that on every anniversary for the last 150 years, the ghosts have been attempting to complete the ceremony, which would lift the curse from the house. The ghosts are trying to have a wedding. Everyone deserves a wedding. Penguins have weddings if you watch... Uh, Do they? Yeah, if you that's watch so Parks and Rec. Oh, that's true. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, um, that's a fun. That's a fun concept, right? And so now, yeah, I think it's really fun. I'm a little confused why sometimes it's called the it's the Bloodmore family, but it's also the Blood family. But we're gonna and it's get the past Blood that. Mirror Manor. So like, yeah, we got yeah. three different kind of bloods mm-hmm, going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and at this point, after hearing the story of the house, I guess we are introduced to the lonesome ghost who. He's by himself. You know, the other ghosts are like, I guess, okay, chilling with each other. But he's kind of off on his own. He's so excited that the human uh, tourists are here. Now, is this lonesome ghost like the bride or the groom or just a party guest? Just a party guest. Okay, just kind of like like me at a party where I'm like kind of like, I'm just going to hang out by myself. I think you are. If you're not gore, you're the lonesome ghost. No matter what, you're a ghost. I'm cool with either. Don't know who I'm talking to right now. Um, (laughs) And in some versions of this, he completely took over for the butler and gave you the rest of the tour. In some other versions, they kind of switched back and forth. Sure. So are we still following the butler at this point? Yes, the butler is still here, but he's almost taken again by the hairy arm. And... He was the one that told us to stay away from the walls. I know. He can't even listen to his own advice. And for whatever reason, during that time, that's why the Lonesome Ghost at least takes over for a little bit. And he leads us through a secret passage to a gallery. And we hear a scream from our bride. It's because she's being chased. And we don't know why. She tries to run down some stairs to escape whatever she's screaming about. And then her head falls off. No bueno. Uh, yeah, I can't I can't imagine that would be good. On your wedding day, no less. <laughs> You, you know, people lose things all the time, but you don't want to lose your head. Uh, of course, then we are brought into this bedroom, and there's flashes of lightning, and it's thunder, and it's scary. And all of a sudden, we can see two more ghosts. A creepy ghost in a rocking chair, which is something I feel like you never want to see, and a ghost, like, chilling in a bed. Also not something I really want to see. No, and both of them, I think, like, one of them had a bonnet, which I don't know why that freaks me out even more. I'm like, ooh, you old ghost, and, like... yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we keep going through the house, seeing more ghosts. Little interesting. We're going to see Uncle Orville taking a bath. Who's Uncle Orville? Uncle Orville is also mentioned in... Oh, we haven't done this yet. You don't know. I don't know. In the Carousel of Progress. Uncle Orville. Gotcha. So he's, I guess, a ghost as well in Haunted Mansion, taking a bath. One last time, Harry the Arm tries to take a grab. At the butler? Yes. Okay. This time, he succeeds and takes him behind a trap door. Now we're left alone. Then all of a sudden, the butler reappears. He's like really disheveled. He's like, it's okay, guys. Like, everything's going to be okay. So is this butler supposed to be like a cast member that is giving us the tour? Is that what it is? Like a skipper? Yes. Okay. I think that in the beginning stages of Disneyland, Disney relied a lot on their cast members, which is maybe where the term cast member comes from because you're not just expected to be you had to go above and beyond and perform we saw some of that alluded to also with like the tower of terror where they had some original ideas to have uh the cast members be a bigger part of the experience um but ultimately moved away from that man i kind of i would have liked that yeah it would have been fun it was an eisner idea though so probably Uh, probably wouldn't have worked out he was just stealing it from disney in the- <laughs> no credit for good ideas only credit for all the bad ideas yes that's how i feel 
Uh, another idea then I that passed. Wouldn't work for you either. <laughs> what? I wouldn't want to work for you either. I know. But you do. Mm. Just kidding. I think I work for Will. Um, we work for each other. <laughs> Uh, then we go into another time where we're seeing a family graveyard. And this, instead of just having ghosts float up, this is the guests arriving for the wedding. Oh, cool. So instead of it just the, you know, we, us seeing ghosts come out of the graveyard, we're expanding on that. Now these are characters in our story. Are they in like formal wear and stuff? Yes. I love it. Uh, they, they're coming in and we're going to go through a fireplace to get to the next room. And and the ceiling is going to be a little transparent into this next room. And we're going to see that someone has hung themselves. Once again. I don't know how I don't know how to feel about this at all. Well, how do you feel about it? Well, the stretching room is my favorite room. Sure. I love those paintings. I have them in my room. But I don't why are we so fixated on a guy hanging himself on a roof? Yeah, agreed. Like it's clearly that that's one of the dice that they put in the Yahtzee thing, and it keeps coming up. It does. And, but this one came with a really bad pun. Apparently, the lonesome ghost comes over and says, Ugh, the best man seems to be all tied up. <laughs> and you're like, okay, reach. Bill. <laughs> uh, you, you enter the next room, and suddenly, if you look down, there's like a giant octopus strangling someone well so it's kind of still got the sea captain sort of thing about it right maybe sure maybe just an octopus at the wedding well yeah I'm, i feel like all the storm like yeah yeah that makes sense and here's an octopus and he's strangling someone well again you know these weren't finished ideas so <laughs> right after we are welcomed by this octopus we enter the party room this is the great hall where the wedding would supposedly take place but as soon as the wedding is going to take place, the ceiling seems to somehow collapse from the storm. There's a really big storm going on, which is how we saw the creepy, you know, rocking chair and bed ghosts. And now it seems that these ghosts are doomed for another 150 years. I mean, here's the thing, though, too. Like, even if that, like, it didn't collapse and fall in on itself, the bride has already been decapitated and the best man has been has hung himself. So like I don't think that wedding was happening regardless. <laughs> You're missing two of the main characters. Right, right. Ooh, that adds so much more like sauciness. Oh, why? good point. Yeah, like why was the best to? man so upset? I don't know. <gasps> we just found out the real reason. Maybe we Ooh. should be uh changing up the haunted mansion. I know this sounds like a reality show, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Then you enter uh, a trophy room, and then you're going to see the Blood family's crypt and garden, and that is where you exit. And at exit, you can purchase a balloon, a piece of wedding cake, or a lapel button. That's cool. I would purchase a wedding cake. Like a little like, piece of cake at the end of... Heck yeah. That'd be kind of fun. I, yeah. I think they should have more wedding cakes at Disney. <laughs> I don't know, I Why not? I like cake. <laughs> they, <laughs> you always got to find a way to bring up those sweet treats, don't you? I do, I do. Um, but I mean, I think that that's a really fun idea too. I, I really mean, actually like that idea. I would have been really curious to go through with it. This version, um, there were two other little versions to it. One where Walt is going to be a little bit more involved in it, but it is going to be led by this hairy arm and the lonesome ghost. Another version of it was, uh, we, we mentioned a little bit before, but Walt really loved the Headless Horseman. So he comes up a lot in Disney parks too. So there's another version where the guests to the party are going to be characters that we know. 
and one of them being the headless horseman comes up and we are attending the boogeyman and um the vampire lady's wedding yeah and i think it's worth mentioning on the waltz one that you mentioned uh the one where walt was going to be more of an influence and more of a presence throughout um is that one of the things is like they clearly are still trying to figure out the tone for this um you know you have captain gore maybe a little too dark um you have walt's place which is going to be maybe a little bit too light um so it is still they're still kind of having this struggle as to which direction does this attraction ultimately go and be successful and fit into the happiest place on earth right and so here's different versions of that but they still run along those main two storylines ultimately he doesn't pick either but they did test out the second one oh so, i didn't realize that yeah they did a walkthrough version at walt disney studios in burbank and one of the problems they were having was these gags were so uh, intricate that they were a little hard to set up between guests and so they, they had estimated originally they would be able to get on 1,600 guests per hour, but in reality, it was closer to 480 to 800 per hour. Which I think is even fewer than they had on the 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea ride, which yes. we later said that they had to shut down because they didn't have enough turnover, right? Um, so the challenge with any type of walkthrough ride is you're always going to have, I, I would guess, you'll always have that kind of uh, max capacity you can get at. And so, man, despite, the, like, so combine the fact that they didn't love any of their ideas and it was kind of hard to get everybody through, they decided, let's keep let's keep thinking on this. We'll get it, but we're not there yet. They're not there yet. But those were the two main ideas. I personally am more interested in the Bloodmere one. I think that just is cooler to me. I think I'm personally more interested in the Captain Gore one. <gasps> really? Oh, that's because yeah. it's you. Well, I do think that there's like, I think the Bloodmere Manor is interesting. I like the um, depth to the story. Uh, it seems like that was a little bit more thought out, whereas I feel like Captain Gore's a little bit more straight line. But I think there's something about, like, uh, sea captains and, like, the nautical horror that I think is really interesting. Mm. I like how eerie the Gore one is. Yeah, and there's, like, one piece of concept art out there that's like, has, like, like the, the sea captain is a ghost, but he's, like, clearly still drenched from the water and maybe has, like, some, like kelp and seaweed kind of hanging off them and, and it's really so, cool looking. so the picture you're talking about actually is also a representation of Culpepper Klein there you go so I don't know I kind of like that side that said I really do enjoy the division between uh the pirates part of Disneyland and Haunted Mansion I think yes. they, they work really well as separate entities um so I'm glad that they ultimately didn't go that direction I agree um so we're rounding out the time that we have for today's episode. Oh, man. Ultimately, even though there was some really good ideas here, there were a lot of challenges they were facing. They The walkthrough wasn't working. They hadn't totally agreed on a storyline. Some were too spooky. Some were too fun. Some were, you know, too wacky, scary, whatever it might be. So we're not quite there yet. But that doesn't mean some of these ideas don't make it into the final version. And... Some of the most beloved characters of Disney happen to be in this ride. Before we get into the Haunted Mansion itself, I think the next episode should be about some of these fun characters. Yeah, because those are the things that you're going to see if you're in the gift shop. There's going to be like, or you're going to hear references to these through in other places, like the Hatbox Ghost. Yeah, you want to be cool, right? Like, don't you want to know? Okay, well, maybe I don't agree with this idea anymore <laughs> then. Um, 
<laughs> and there's a lot of lore that's associated with these different types of characters. Yeah. And I think that that's cool. So that's what we're going to be exploring on the next episode. Um, but Of I the think... Haunted Mansion, not the next episode. Correct. Next episode of the Haunted Mansion. But I do think, we often talk about hidden Mickeys. I think it might be more appropriate this time to talk about, like, where did some of these ideas end up in the final Haunted Mansion or in other parts of the park? Did, Ooh, did you they... want to do you want to do hidden gores? Or anything else, but sure, hidden gores. Let, let's do hidden gores. Okay, what you got for me? So some of them um, are represented in the loading zone portraits. You might see one of the portraits we just mentioned earlier that flashes, and you might see a big ship that flashes um, when the lightning is hitting. This is gone now, but originally um, at the Disneyland Resort, there was a nautical spyglass and a barometer on the balcony on the second level. They've taken those out, but that was, again, to give a hint to the nautical theme. There's one thing that I know, I think, uh, is the like weather vane. Yeah. Yeah. Up on the top of the house, there's like a weather vane that's a pirate ship. Is that it? It is. On okay. the Disneyland version, it is a pirate ship. Nice. Good job, weather me. Vane. Right? Good job. Good job, Wheel. Uh, the one we're going to bring Culpepper back, Culpepper Klein, um, is in the queue of Walt Disney World. So when they changed the queue to be more interactive, such a cool queue. I don't think it's open right now due to COVID, but it has a large coffin and the stuff hanging out and he's like making night noises and gargling and cool drowning uh, well. or singing i don't know but he's in the queue and also if you look in the graveyard scene at disneyland and i think disney world too he is sipping tea so we see our sea captain in multiple places there and most importantly mr gore has his own tombstone you see bartholomew gore I like that. That's good. That's where the ideas. Uh, I mean, that, that's a fun shout out. That makes sense to me. Yeah, they really honored that original storyline that continued on for a couple years. I mean, yeah. they really thought that could be it. Is there anything that you would like to see them add from this kind of stuff to like to the current Haunted Mansion? I'm going to think on this because I feel like there's probably some interesting parts of this I would have wanted to see incorporated. But they also do a very good job of incorporating a lot of these storylines. So I'm going to leave it as is for now. I'm not surprised that you want to leave Haunted Mansion exactly as it is right now. <laughs> Maybe a creepy bathroom like scene, you know, where you see a dead leg hanging out of a bathtub gargling water. That's kind of sad. It <laughs> so, was so specific just to pull off the cup. <laughs> I don't know, maybe a, I don't know, like a creepy bathroom scene with like, maybe like a legs hanging out and there's like bubbles coming up and stuff. I don't know, just throwing it out there. Oh, no, just, just, just like one person's perspective. Just, you know, uh, just an idea. Oh, no. Oh, man. I love it, though. That's great. And before we go, I just realized that obviously during this time, uh, it is Haunted Mansion holiday in the parks. And we didn't talk about that at all. We mentioned it in last week's episode, Halloween in the parks, Disneyland. But we wanted to focus on the stories and continue the story of the Haunted Mansion. We will get to that eventually, but not this time. It's coming though, y'all. Get in the spirit and watch Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. Okay, well, I think that those are, uh, ultimately I like the direction that they landed on. Some cool ideas, um, but I don't know that it would have become the classic or lasted as long as it did if they went with any of those individual concepts. I agree with you. I like to envision and close my eyes and see what that experience would have been like, but nothing will compare 
to my glorious haven, the Haunted Mansion. <laughs> so thank you for listening to today's ah, second episode of the Haunted Mansion. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed it. Um, if you did, feel free to reach out and let us know. You can do that on social media at Slice of Disney on Facebook and Instagram or on Twitter at Slice underscore of underscore Disney. Or you can email us at sliceofdisneypod at gmail.com. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. We started to get a lot of people reaching out to us with their with their ideas and their stories, and we love it. So the more people that want to reach out, <laughs> yeah. the better. I feel like the luckiest lady in the world. You guys make my day, so thank you. Um, as we get more active with our Slice of Disney world, we're trying to do things. Um, we are doing a contest as we're recording this episode. If you miss it, don't worry. We're going to do more, but please check out our Instagram for that. Uh, we really want to make this more of a community of fun Disney people, so please feel free to reach out to us and join in with the fun. And if you're a grumpy Disney person, reach out to me. There's space for you in this community, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be grumpy together as we get forced to go and have fun. There you go. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening to Haunted Mansion Part 2. Hurry back. Hurry back. I hope you have a happy Halloween. Goodbye. Okay,